0: Thanks for joining us for this special prophetic update from Kent Christmas Ministries International. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted by this powerful and anointed message. And now, here's Pastor Kent Christmas. Well, I'm so glad you could uh, join me tonight. I want to say thank you for taking time out to uh, be with me this evening. And I I hope that what we're going to share with you will help you uh, in your spirit and What I want to share with you tonight really has come out of so many of the emails that I get. And first of all, I want to say thank you for so many of you have encouraged me with your emails and talking about enjoying the podcast. But um, what I see a lot of you going through just, boy, just stirs my spirit. And, you know, the Bible talks about that Christ purchased the church, but I think that what we're dealing with right now is there is an all-out war against the remnant. And uh, not all of the church is the remnant. Uh, even in the New Testament, the Lord talks about there are five wise virgins and there are five foolish. I don't think the enemy is too concerned about the five foolish virgins. I believe that there is an all-out war right now against men and women that are the remnant in these last days that are shaking the kingdom of darkness and that the enemy is terrified against and so uh, it's no it's no wonder that the enemy is coming after so many of you with everything that he can uh, i want to take my text tonight from second uh, corinthians chapter 10 and i want to read two verses for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ Uh, I want to talk to you about the war that we're all fighting I know for me personally the area that I have fought the greatest war is in my mind and uh, paul talks about this he said you have to learn how to renew your mind and there is a battle that is coming against god's people in this hour and it is it is in our mind and so the enemy comes to terrify us and make us feel like that god is not uh, going to come through he's not going to change our circumstances Uh, first of all i want to say this to you that your position does not declare your identity my circumstances do not define who I am and your circumstances do not define who you are the Word of God defines who you are we sing a song here at Regeneration Nashville I am who I am because of who I am says I am and Jesus Christ has already defined your identity And so the scripture begins to talk here. He said our weapons that we have are not natural weapons. The reason they're not natural weapons is because the enemy you're fighting is not a natural enemy. And so God has to give you weapons that are effective against the enemy that's coming against you. And the weapons that we have are not corn or they're not natural, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Paul said this one way, I think it's Philippians 4.13. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so the weapons that you and I have that we wield in battle are weapons that only work through Jesus Christ. And so many of God's people try to fight the enemy in a natural realm. And you're never going to win in a natural realm because the enemy that you fight is a spiritual enemy. And he ends this verse, he said, these weapons that you and I have are for the pulling down of strongholds. And then he segs way into the next verse, and he, uh, one of the things that he talks about, he said, <clears throat> that we are casting down imaginations in every high thing. Uh, I, I think that verse talks about to some degree that what you and I are fighting, the high thing, the knowledge is right up here. If you can have peace in your mind, then the enemy is going to be defeated. And when, you, when the scripture says, casting down every imagination, it literally means that you have to destroy the reasoning process that the enemy comes against you with and begins to tell you that this is the way it's always going to be. For those of you that have cancer today, Number one, the Bible says if you are in Christ, that God declared and defined you that you are healed. And you say, well then, Pastor, why do I have cancer in my body? Because there is an illegal enemy that has trespassed into your body. But God has already declared that it is your, His will for you to be healed. And so when I pray for cancer, I pray this way. I cast the demon of cancer out of an individual's body. And right now, in the name of Jesus, all of you that are watching me that have cancer, I bind you foul demons in the name of the Lord, and I cast you out of their bodies, and I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. When the enemy comes against us, and uh, I'm just going to share a little bit more with you just in, in my personal life. But boy, there are times where you, you know you're in the will of God. You can't think of anything that would put you out of sequence with the Lord and His will. And you're experiencing these things in your life and you think, God, what's happening? And it's that time the enemy will try to engage you in battle. He will try to engage you in conversation in your mind. And I've learned this, that when the enemy brings a thought to you, that is evil, that is destructive. That if you don't immediately take authority against that and tell the devil, I'm not, I'm not going to have a conversation with you. You're not going to allow me to go to the end of this and then tell me that I lose and I die. The Bible says that you have to cast that thing down. The word casting down means you have to destroy that thing. And scripture says that we are bringing down strongholds. Strongholds are areas where the enemy feels safe. The enemy cannot create. Only you and I can create. And that's because we have the nature of Christ in us. So not only can we create great things and positive things, we can also create things that will destroy our lives. And whenever you allow the devil to begin to get you engaged in a conversation, he will not immediately begin to say, well, you know, the Bible's not true and, and God's a liar and there's no, there's no God. He will begin to challenge what God says. It's what he did with Eve. He said, did not God say? And, and in the New Testament, the enemy would challenge Jesus by the word of the Lord. And the enemy will begin to challenge what you believe. In Jeremiah, I think it's it's chapter 23, the scripture says this, that God declared, he said, my word is like a hammer that breaketh rocks into little pieces. The word strongholds literally means castle. Castle's made out of rock. And the enemy, if you're not careful, will build a castle in your life that keeps you a captive, that makes you start believing everything that everybody has said about you, what the doctor said about you, what a teacher said about you, a spouse said about you, your parents said about you, the prognosis from a job over your life. And it's in those low times that you cannot embrace the enemy. Uh, years ago, when our, uh, our youngest boy was born, I had uh, been preaching a lot about faith and God began to challenge me and uh, my wife about stepping out in a different level of faith and he asked me to give 50% of everything I made to him. And so my wife and I talked about it and we felt like it was a challenge that God had given us and we began to do that. And uh, we, boy, we walked through some tough times. We drove an old van, we lived in a small apartment, uh, we had our electricity shut off more than once, We um, had our phones shut off because we were given half of what we had to the Lord. What I did not realize, <clears throat> that God was creating in me a level of faith. Jude says this, that when we pray in the Holy Ghost, that we are building ourselves up, not our faith, but we're building ourselves up on our most holy faith. The enemy wants to destroy you, so you, so the faith that God puts in you will not be activated. <clears throat> Uh, After about a year and a half, the Lord uh, released us from that. And uh, within just a couple of weeks, uh, we had flown out to California to to preach a meeting. And before we ever got to that meeting, uh, my wife went into premature labor. And we had a son that was born over three months premature. Uh, He didn't look human. Uh, He couldn't swallow. He couldn't suck. He couldn't eat. He couldn't generate body heat. And uh, the doctors came in and told us, they said, uh, he's not going to live, but if he does live, he'll be mentally challenged, he'll uh, be blind, he has a hole in his heart, he has two hernias, Uh, he will require a great amount of medication and several operations. And when I was standing in the hallway of that hospital, uh, the Lord spoke to me because when he challenged me to get 50 percent. Uh, we went through a process to where we were getting ready to lose our home. And uh, we sat down and we had enough money to catch up on our house or so we give it to the Lord. And So I, my wife and I felt like that we needed to continue to walk in what the Lord challenged us. So when we wrote the check that day to the church, uh, instead of to the bank to save our home, I told the Lord, I said, I'm giving you my credit, I'm giving you my reputation, uh, I'm giving you my house. And uh, God supernaturally came through for us and, and caught us up on the home. But when I was standing uh, in California, in Oakland, California, in Children's Hospital, we were 2,500 miles away from home, had been stuck out there for months. Um, the Lord said this to me. He said, because you gave me your Isaac. He said, I'm going to give you your son. And I'm standing in a hallway, and I'm listening to doctors tell me and specialists that he's not going to live. And uh, we would go in, my wife and I, and we would put our hands on that little tiny baby that only weighed two pounds. And we would declare, you shall live and not die. You know what we were doing? We were casting down imaginations that the enemy said one thing, but the word of God said something else. And it doesn't matter where you are right now. What matters is that you hold your faith. Paul said this, nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. He said, tribulation or distress or famine or nakedness or peril or sword or angels or principalities, height, death, nor any other creature can separate me from the love of God. And it's in these dark times to where we have this battle of the mind, and you wake up in the middle of the night and, and fear tries to get a hold, of you, and you think, God, what am I going to do? It's in that moment that you take the Word of God like a hammer and you begin to come against. The stronghold, that castle that the enemy has tried to build in your life. And you tell the devil, I will not come into agreement with you. And when we told the enemy, we're not coming into agreement with you. We're not going to have a son that dies. We're not going to go to a a graveyard every October 15th and put flowers on a grave. But we're going to decree that this boy shall live and not die. That's been 27 years. I have a son that's never had an operation, uh, went to college, Uh, he's not undersized, um, loves God full of Holy Ghost, he's our missions director, watches over our youth program, Uh, God speaks to him. And uh, today uh, my son is alive and well because I chose to cast down the imaginations. Even though the doctors were saying he will not live. And every day in that intensive care nursery, we saw somebody's baby die. Our baby lived because we chose to believe the word of the Lord. Some of you have emailed me about uh, your children. Uh, I have never seen an hour in which homosexuality has assaulted the church like it has right now and has come against our children. And I, I have so many of you write me around the world and say, Pastor Kent, would you pray for my son, pray for my daughter, because um, the enemy has, has pulled them up into the gay lifestyle. Uh, when my oldest boy, who now is, he's 42, uh, he's full of the Holy Ghost, he preaches the Gospel. Uh, God uses him in the gift of divine healing. He has two wonderful sons that are my grandsons, a great wife. He's administrator at our church. And so when I look at him, I see the goodness of God. first thing that I hear from people, so many, is that um, nobody can be delivered from the homosexual lifestyle. And when my uh, boy was 14, uh, for the first time, he began to... He came to me crying, and he said he was struggling with it. By the time my son was 21, um, he and I didn't have much of a relationship, and he was caught up in that lifestyle, and he actually lived with a partner. But my wife and I would intercede every day in prayer, and the enemy that, that came against my mind, that said, people don't come out of this. Your son is lost. He's never going to change. I would go to prayer, and I would declare that my son is free. He's delivered. That God, I dedicated to him to you when he was a child. And what, I'm, what I was doing, Peter talks about this. He said, gird up the loins of your mind. The loins is that area of, of where life comes from. And he's saying, you need to gird up the loins. You need to protect, that spiritual mind that you have that the enemy cannot get in your mind and make you come into agreement with you. And over the years, uh, year after year after year after year, uh, I watched the enemy uh, have my son bow. And uh, fourteen years uh, my son was in that lifestyle. And one day he called me, which was unusual, and he said, Dad, he said, uh, I need you to pray for me. He said, something's happening to me. And then he hung up. And so I, I left him wife and said, I don't know what's going on, but let's pray. And it wasn't long after that, he called back again. He said, Dad, he said, the Holy Ghost came down to my apartment when I was getting ready to go party at one of the large gay clubs here in Nashville. And he said, the Holy Spirit showed up in my house and said, because of the prayers that have gone over you, I'm setting you free. That night, even though everybody says that you can't get free from it, that night, God set my oldest boy free, and he's never, ever again been bound by it. There's not even a residue of it. You don't look at him and think, well, that's his weakness. No, it's all gone. Why? Because I chose. To cast down the imagination that, that when I would see him with 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 his partner in a restaurant or something, the enemy says, "See, you're lost." I would say, "No, God's going to do this." And some of you right now, your your businesses are failing. Um, your the doctors giving you horrible reports, um, and. Financially, some of you are struggling, your marriages are in trouble. Uh, Don't let the enemy make you accept that narrative. He's a liar. And if you're a child of God, it doesn't matter where you are right now in your circumstances. What matters is, is that you choose by the power of the Holy Ghost that you declare life. And if you have cancer in your body, that listen, that's a demon spirit that is trespassed. And you begin get up in your prayer time, walk through the house and begin to declare the word of the Lord. What are you doing when you begin to declare scripture? You are declaring that you have a hammer in your hand. And that you are smashing, hallelujah, these strongholds, these castles that the enemy's tried to build in your mind. Because the moment that you come into agreement with the enemy, see, it takes two to bring life. Nobody can make life by themselves. It doesn't matter what the devil says, as long as you don't come into agreement with him, there can be no life. But the enemy will try to get you to repeat verbally, and even in your mind, through your thinking process, he will try to get you to repeat what he has said don 't do that because the moment that you do i and listen i 'm preaching to the choir here because I went through this for years in my life, and I would allow the enemy to just curse me with my own mouth because I had had such struggles and uh, when when I was at the lowest point in my life here in this city, Nashville, I wound up homeless and uh, wound up sleeping in my car and you, the enemy had built such a stronghold that there was no answer, I would never have any success but somewhere something happened in my spirit and you know what, today in the same city that i was homeless i'm now pastor of church of several hundred people i'm not homeless anymore why because regardless of what my circumstances said i cast down that imagination i brought every thought That's how he says bringing every thought into captivity. You know what that means? That means that when the devil starts lying to you and starts saying you're a failure and you're a loser and nothing's ever going to change and it's just going to get worse and you're going to be stuck in this place your whole life and God doesn't care about you and everybody else is blessed. No, that's where you reach out by the power of the Holy Ghost, that mighty weapon of faith, and you lay hold on that enemy and you bring him into captivity and now instead of the devil having your mind in captivity you now have the enemy's mind and his intentions in captivity and you bind them by the power of the Holy Ghost and so I want to encourage you tonight that declare life declare life I know so many of you have been triumphant, and uh, don't forget what God's done in the past. And I want to leave you with this. Don't give up hope. God will come through for the remnant, and if the devil hates you, it means God loves you, and it means that you're a threat to the kingdom of darkness. So I release the Spirit of God over you tonight. I pray that this word will get weighed down in your spirit. God will encourage you today, uh, the hour that you live. Know this, that God is on your side. I'll see you Sunday. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.